Kawhi holds it in, shoots, blocked away in front. Here's a chance for Hagee for Huberdeau. Hoobie dooby doo. We've got a tie game at four. Welcome to episode 77 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros podcast, presented by FanDuel. They're on the power play, but Montreal has already cut the wild lead to five to two. Had a good look right there, Boldy. To Kaprizov, back to Boldy, scores! Guys, I haven't said this in a while, but we have a big, big, big one show. today, Boldy. Don't you say that every week? <laughs> no, I haven't in oh. a bit, but this, this calls for it. We have our mid-season fantasy awards, the third annual mid-season fantasy awards, so I'm pumped for it. But before we get into that, we got to talk about a few players this week. It was a four-day week, a three-day week, so we got to get into that. Then we'll get into the show, and, so and, stay tuned and for that. And a little tease, a little story time with Bri, a little special Ooh, segment a little coming up a little later. Bri, hold on, a little hold later, on. back by popular demand. Bri, Bri sparked some controversy in the group chat this morning. Or should I say morning? Yeah, early, early in the morning. Did I? <laughs> Before he went to bed. Well, let's just <laughs> let's just here's a little peek behind the scenes. So you know, send out the. I, I wait for it. Like it's Saturday night, and I wait. What? Who's gonna ask? What it's time? Always you. So I'm always pushing it, pushing <laughs> it's it. Always you. So finally, it's like ten o'clock on Saturday. I'm like, hey, what time are we? It's doing not, it wasn't tomorrow? ten, by the way. It was it was literally seven thirty. Sure, whatever. And then Brian decides to say, "Let's let's do it at 9:30." So you know we're sh- we're surprised. Anth was MIA this whole time. Let's just put that out there. I, Joe and I, I are surprised. Yeah, you. Joe were. and I are surprised about the time. And then he's, "Oh, okay, must have something to do in the afternoon. Fine, 9:30 it is." <laughs> just so everybody knows, it's past 11 o'clock right now. <laughs> so we get a message at 4:30 in the morning from Brian saying. Change of plans. I'm going to bed now. Let's make it 10:30. So I saw that at 6:30. That, that, that 9:30 daughter, was, was a mirage. You you don't get that from Brian too often. Like honestly, well, I, we I woke up early for this guy. I actually slept right in. Hear me out though, right? Like obviously 9:30. I, I intended it to be that way, but I didn't intend to go to bed that late. But also, I did you guys the decency of when I went to bed saying, guys. So that way, you know, we're going to push it a little later. That way, when you rolled out of bed, you can look, check your phone and be like, all right, I got another hour to sleep. Hey, I could have been a That's real fair. asshole like Anth is most of the time and just not shown up or shown up late. At <laughs> no, least you know I what? gave you guys the, pre, the precursor to it, right? I don't think that's fair because I went to bed. at I, I got home late myself. I got home at 3 o'clock and I set my alarm for 930, which I was like, shit, because I'm only going to get a six hour sleep and whatever. So you still, and I couldn't get back to bed once I woke up. So yeah. you still ruined my sleep. And you still somehow managed to be half an hour late for this podcast, even though you were awake the whole time. <laughs> okay, can and we, did not do like, the homework. What are you guys doing? 
What do you guys do? Yeah, first there was homework to be yeah. done. Ant didn't have Anth, it done. His aunt's, did aunt's dog, imaginary dog, ate his homework, so he had to do it on, on the <laughs> spot. <laughs> but uh, what are you guys doing till the wee hours of the morning? Look, like I know that? what I was doing. Especially you. I don't bro. know. This is actually one of the few times where me and Ant weren't together on like a Saturday night doing something. So I don't know what he was, what he had going on. Well, how were you? How many people were you with? Let me ask that. Wow. That's a good question. <laughs> well, I wasn't with one person. If that if that makes it any different for you, okay. I was I was with one person. Yeah, you were. Ooh, Ooh. Okay. story time okay. with Anth. It's <laughs> not much of a story. And you were you were out till three in the morning with one person. What an absolute loser. What an absolute legend, more like. Ooh. Yeah, why is that from a loser? loser to legend? Because you should get the job done by like midnight and wrap it up and move on maybe he he maybe he got multiple jobs no, yeah he, he didn't do that <laughs> we'll talk after pod after <laughs> pod uh, oh, that's another inside okay. joke obviously yeah let's um well these guys have an event called after ski right after the pod but it's just anyway yeah. we don't even need to get into that um okay before we get into the fantasy players of the week we had the all-star game Friday, Saturday. I think we need to touch on it a little bit, assuming that you guys watched. Actually, it. I was surprised because, like around th- like if on Thursday, I thought it was Saturday, Sunday this week, and I didn't even realize the skills was on the Friday. I forgot. Yeah, they, they changed, changed it. it. Normally, it's Saturday, Sunday, right? I kind of like that they did it Friday. I think Saturday. they changed it last well, year or the too. year before that. Now that I remember it, because I remember Saturday night they had the game on, which was who cares? Because I, I it was on in the background for the game. The skills is where you want to watch and actually pay I attention. Agree. Why well, it's Somewhat. like it's like going to Sports Village on a Sunday, like watching Dude. D F Division hockey. That's what the, <laughs> the, the All Star game F is. Division. They gotta they they gotta make. There's the no game, way to the do skills it. Skills competition. There's, there's nothing. The skills competition. They're trying things, and like I get it. Well, Vegas was and the perfect. It was way more entertaining. Vegas was the perfect the spot to try things. I give them credit for the skills comp. At least they, you know, they branched out. They tried to do some new exciting things the, the all-star game is just yeah but in typical nhl fashion the half the winners in it didn't weren't the right winners anyways that's the thing that bothers like i said this on on i think it was like i don't know two years ago on the pod but they can make like let's actually find the nhl's fastest skater yeah. every team do your all-star competition the week before or two weeks before whatever it is and you take your representative mm-hmm. Whoever's the fastest on your team, they they send for Mike, that event. You're gonna have Mike, a lot more players. Not gonna but ha- whatever. And for the skills competition too. Like I was gonna give a shot to the NHL, but they'll still have every team represented. But at the skills, you could have who cares how many players. Just go. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Make it a whole event. Like well, it, it doesn't and, need to be. Well, and that's and that's the thing. The NBA. Sorry, Joel. That's the thing. The NBA does well too. Is like they have you know voted in the All Star game, but the skills comp. 90% of those guys aren't in the All-Star game. It's they're there to be the three-point shooter. They're there because they want to they're in they got picked to be in the slam dunk competition or whatever. Like you can do you can have a guy who's the fastest skater in the NHL and not play in the game, but he's the fastest skater in the NHL. Yeah, so that, he's going to be in the competition. So like that's it, it seems it so obvious. Why makes it pretty that? easy. Well, yeah. The teams do uh their own skills comps. Their own yeah. skimps, skills but, comps, but I don't know why they don't do it earlier and then just Take those winners and then apply them to the NHL and true like like Mike said, find the fastest skater, find the hardest shot because it makes like too much sense. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the hardest shot and the fastest skater of the bunch of people that we selected. Yeah, 
This is so stupid. And don't get me started on the game because the game is like, I think they no, we need don't to need go to get on, into it because like, no one watches it anyway. So except they need for to go my back dad, five on five. He's watching it, but really, but, but those guys, don't, back those back guys yeah. don't give a shit. No. No. Well, did you see DeBoer's comment? Yeah, DeBoer's like, I'm. He had a hang. DeBoer was still hungover. He said. It was hard for him to concentrate on the bench coaching the central team. Vegas, baby. <laughs> yeah. There's, there was two players who actually tried. Giroud, who won the, who won the MVP, and Kadri, who wanted to win the MVP. Yeah, because Giroud it. wants to boost his trade value. <laughs> yeah. Which Giroux, that doesn't. <laughs> Giroud, had, Giroud played pretty well, but from what I heard. But. Yeah, he looked good. Okay, well, let's get into uh, fantasy players of the night this week. We did here tonight. They're going to they're gonna beat a lot of teams. Karyanov, he's in. Pass to the right. Score! Sagan's got another. And the Stars have a half dozen. It was a short week. Tyler Sagan, he had two goals and an assist against Boston. He now has 14 goals and nine assists for 23 points in 43 games this season. I think he's coming up later in the pod for something, isn't he, Mike? That, yeah, that's a good, a that's a good $9.6 million spent. What Sagan does have is 10 points in his last eight games. So maybe he's turning the page. I mean, that's something we can talk about. Turn but he's on a 44-point nope. pace this year. And 44 points, like, yeah, we get it. Like last year, he, he didn't even play or he played very little. He's turned 30 this year, or he just turned 30 yet. Like, I don't know. I, I really don't know what this guy is, but I'm I'm I would err on the side of caution that he's never going to be the elite player, point per game guy that he was in the past. I'm with you. I, I I expected him like after missing last season, getting all those surgeries, and and you know most of the people, I, whether in most pools, whether he was sitting on your IR or he was sitting on waivers or something, yeah, people would pick him up, expecting him to be a value to them last season. And since his performance after coming back from injuring those in that last part of the season last year, I'm like, yeah, I kind of see him going downhill from here. And I was kind of shocked and disappointed all at once because that's good. That's a contract. That's an anvil of a contract for the Stars. Nice word, true. Anvil. They've become yeah. secondary options on Dallas when, with Robertson and Hints. You know. Oh wow, Joe. <laughs> no, but it's it's yeah. That's it's so weird too. He's 30 years old. It's like and, and he's having his worst season point wise since he was a rookie. I, I, feel, I feel like he's been in the league for twenty years. Yeah, but like this is what I'm like. Like I'll say this: I, I will not. I will not trust him as long as he's on Dallas. Like with with the turmoil with the owner and Ben and Sagan and calling them out and, and stuff. That, like yeah. like yeah, like maybe maybe they eventually he eventually finds a new home and then. I'll revisit that sort of disdain I have for him right now, but like it's just nothing but disappointment. Precursor. <laughs> yes, it is a precursor. Nice hand. Here they come again, three on two. Reinhardt's got it. Centering feed, Marchman, and he scores! Mason Marchman gets another one. He has tied a team record, a six-point night. Following night, oh my gosh. Oh boy. Mason Marchman. That sparked up Twitter. Six, X-Leaf. six points against Columbus. That's the first time ever, right, in franchise history? Was that the stat? Uh, or he tied or something? It was either tied or he made, or that's the that's a new record or something, yeah. But uh, Marchman has 23 points in 22 games 
all while averaging 13 minutes a night on the third line. Peripherals are great. 46 shots, 51 hits, plus 21. But of course, no no special team points because he doesn't get any power play time. Shooting percentage is a little high, 17.4. 26 years old, undrafted. 59 career NHL games. We got this question on Twitter, I believe. I think it was like, do I rush out and get Marchment for, and I can't remember who the other player was. And I saw that. I, I was like, cl- this is like your classic overreaction of a player having yeah. a career night, and then everyone rushes out to get him. So like, he's a streamer option. That's all he is. He might do it on one night. He he could goose eggs the rest of the season. Like, pump the brakes. Pump the yeah. brakes. I don't think, like... We properly, though, like alluded to how insane what this guy's night was actually was like six points from a guy that averages 13 minutes a night, you know, plays on the third line. When has that ever happened? Well, that line was nuts, he was, right? He was playing with what, Reinhardt or Bennett? Reinhardt and Lindell. Lindell's having a, a really good rookie year, too. Like six, how many, how many minutes did he play on the night? It was like, it wasn't a lot. Uh, um, it wasn't a lot at all. It was uh, 1530. He played 1530. Yeah, which, I mean, it's, yeah, it was a it's a blowout. Yeah. He, the first line got a, but, got a breath that game for sure. Yeah, like, I'll, just, I'll just echo what Joe said. I agree completely. Like, most of his points, or a lot of his points, have come over the last like, handful of games. This isn't the. This guy's not going to be point per game this season. Like, it's just not, not going to happen. <laughs> So don't like. I can bet my life on it. He's not gonna him. have another six point night either. Well, <laughs> your life. That's a bold call there, Joe. That oh. is bold. So it's Brock Nelson. It was I think Brock. I drop Brock Nelson and pick up Mason Marchment. That was the question that we had gone on, on Twitter. That's right. I, mean, I remember it, I said to the guy, "It it that all depends on the depth of your league. If Nelson is a fringe player, sure, go for it. Doesn't matter. But I still yeah, like don't, Nelson don't as a be, player than Marchment." <laughs> Even on the Islanders. Especially the Islanders have a shit ton of games to go. But let's move on here. On the left wing, behind the net, Kreider. Right back to Zibanejad. Zibanejad to Kreider. Following night, Tuesday night, Chris Kreider. Two goals and one assist against Florida. Those two goals have him as the goal scoring leader headed into the break or at the break. Mind boggling. 30, 33 goals, 14 assists, 47 points in 47 games. It's worth noting that the Rangers have played five more games than Edmonton and Toronto. So Dry is one goal behind Kreider. Matthews is four goals behind. Yeah, we've talked about Kreider on recent episodes, and I'm sure he'll come up later in the show once, once we go through the awards. But I'll just repeat what I said last week. Like I'm holding on for dear life injury draft leagues, hoping that this continues. But in keeper leagues, different conversation. I'm probably looking to deal him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Half of his goals have been on the power play. It's insane. And I don't know if that means, and I, I haven't taken a bigger picture look at it. That just number stood out to me, how that compares to the rest of the league. Like if it's if it's a large amount, like 50% to me is a large amount. No, I'm just saying it. It's definitely, yeah. Right. Like, of players that have scored, like, at least 10 goals, I would doubt that anybody's at 50%. 
So like it, it, like that power play is buzzing. My thing is just like if that power play cools off a little bit, does he cool Which off? Which statistically bit? and like historically, it, it it has to. Like it's not it will, it's not yeah. going to stay at that pace the rest. But of the my year. God, the the dishes like that. I think his second goal that game, like Sabanajad just basically shot it at his stick. And Kreider was at the side of the net. It was just yeah, went in off. It's his one stick of the, he's always been a good player, but it's one of those years. We've talked about him at length before, but it's one of those years where everything's going for him, right? Like the pucks will go in off his ass in the net. Like his sticks, not even paying attention, it'll bounce off there, and it's just one of those seasons where like <laughs> just for comparative sake, I looked up Ovi. Ovi has seven, seven of his twenty nine goals have been on the power power play. Tricital would be the one to see, but I think. It's like it's not fifty percent. There's no way. I think he might have like thirteen of his thirty-one goals or something on the power play, something like that. The, uh, these guys are all locks to hit fifty. No. Well, yeah, yeah it's Mike Kreider, Kreider plus or thir- twenty-nine, thirteen. How, how does Kreider not do it? Right, seventeen in the oh, remaining no, what thirty-five games. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, but like, even Dry, Ovi, Matthews, like, these guys are gonna, all going to hit 50. It's a big year across the board. It would be something to guys. look for to see what, how many, like, what season was in the past, whatever, 20 years, 30 years, have had like, the most 50 goal scores. Like, could we see this year being a season I'm for the sure 80s where we like, have. I'm sure back yeah. in like the 80s, there was probably well, a few years. Yeah, that's there. why I'm saying 20, 30 years. In the mod, like in our, <clears throat> in our era, probably not. Maybe a couple, There's your homework, Joe, for next weekend. For, Stats yeah, guy. Next weekend. If you give me some time, I can do it now. <laughs> oh, maybe don't do it right now. <laughs> There's a chance for Entwistle. Knocked away. And that one deflects down. And one more save at the horn for Cam Talbot. And while they win their 28th game, it's the first shutout of the season for the Minnesota Wild. And for Cam Talbot, they've won six. Cam Talbot. He had his first shutout of the season. A 30 save performance. He improved his record to 18, 8, and 1. He now has a 913 save percentage, a 2.81 GAA into the All-Star game with those numbers. Kakanen has played less games, but has a, a great record and and actually better numbers than Talbot. So like I don't mind Talbot at all this year because it seems like Minnie is reluctant to give the reins to, to Kakanen, and I'm sure Brian knows all about that. But but long term, I, I'm worried about Talbot. He's got one year remaining on his current deal. He'll be 35 this summer. Kakanen is an RFA at the end of the year. He'll be 26. So they're probably going to maybe bridge Kakanen and then you know, Talbot carries out his next year, and they kind of split. And he's the future. Kakanen I think Kakanen's the future, but at this point, yeah. he's you know, it's, he's gonna have to wait because Talbot's you yeah. know he's playing all right. But I think is that what 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 do you think when it comes to a playoff situation? Are is that a is that a team where if Cal, Talbot goes in there and they lose five four game one and he plays okay, they go back to him, or do they go to Kakanen? Like, do you think do you think they're at a point in that situation where they're flipping to the next guy, or does Talbot is no, Talbot the guy until like he really stinks it up? That's what I think. I don't like. Yeah. You'd have to. They'd have to be like go o two in the series. Yeah, yeah. And then I think maybe they'll consider o two o two with with it being bad performances. Yeah, like you lose two one, you you can't really you know it's not his fault. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. 
Um, but let's stick with Mini here. I do want to talk about Matt Boldy. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wondering what to do with this guy if he's still kicking around your waiver wire. Matt Boldy, rookie, 10 points in 10 games, and he is clicking with Kevin Fiala. They've, they've kind of fed off each other, and they're both, they've both been great since Boldy's been in the lineup. Like, I like this guy, and like, I get it. They're really, there isn't enough sample there, but he looks comfortable to me. And, you know, the Wild announced, well, he played his 10th game, so they, they announced just before that that he was going to be sticking with the team. But I, I want to get your guys' take on what you think about Boldy and what you think, like, what can he do this year? So if he plays out the rest of the games, barring, you know, I don't know, being sent down or uh, health, he'll play 51 games. Right now he has 10 in 10. How many points is realistic to expect him to finish with on the year? I'd say 35 is would be like a realistic number. Um, I th- I do like his outlook like for the future. You know, just looking at his stats coming up, you know, in junior and stuff to getting drafted, he's played 24 games in the AHL and he has 28 points, which again, small sample size, but that's a that's a 19-year-old kid doing that, right? And with grown men. He was one of those kids that were in that I think that draft class with the whole US uh, training uh, the development, development team where they came yeah. up and uh, they, they were highly touted. I think it was like the Turcotte year and the um, if I'm not mistaken, it was Boldy Turcotte. Um, I can't remember who else was in that year, but he was highly touted coming into the the draft. So he could very well turn into something. Like I, I like like Ann said, I like the outlook on him. And he's proving well, yeah, it 12th, his 12th first. overall pick that year yeah. in that draft, right? So he's a high pick, lots of uh, lots of promise. He's he's not a small guy. Great name too. Great. Yeah, name. what a name! What a handle! <laughs> like most, like he, his last name is is the nickname. Like they don't really have to scrape much. <laughs> it's good. There's already a Y at Boldy. the end. It's already there. You know? you they don't even call Boldy. him Boldy. That's the best part. I know. Yeah, it was the Jack Hughes draft year. So it was like it was the Hughes, Zegris, Boldy, Turcotte. Man, Team USA is going to be good. Spencer Knight, years, Cole eh? Caulfield. I think Cam York was on there. Um, so that, like. Yeah, big draft for them. Big draft. But uh, I got no fancy segues. <laughs> I know you guys look forward to it. I could. Uh, I could. I, I, you saw the gears turn. I was. I didn't see, the last like minute and a half. I've you want to make a bold purchase. I've been trying to think of a you segue. You want to make a bold purchase. But I, yeah. If you want to, yeah, boldy. boldy. If you're listening, you want to make a bold purchase out there, not just with your fantasy team. You will contact Abdella and the team at Madge Realty. So as we know, they've been a sponsor with us. They've done really good work for us and obviously for themselves. And what they do is they service Hamilton and Ontario and like the surrounding area. Uh, their focus is to simplify the buying and selling process in real estate, assuring all their clients are met with the highest levels of customer service and satisfaction as a true one-stop shop in the industry. 
Whether it's buying, selling, leasing, land development with a keen focus on real estate, investing, their core focus is always client first. So uh, check them out, Madge Realty Group, uh, M-A-J-D uh, Realty Group on Instagram. Get in touch with them if you're looking to buy, sell, lease, whatever. It, they'll hook you up. Uh, so thanks uh, to the team over there for sponsoring the show. a quick glance, mm-hmm. boys. Uh, since 2000, it looks like the 05-06 season has the most 50 goal scorers, and that's with five. That was the year, that was after, the year the after the lockout. Oh. Mr. Captain, uh, Captain Hook. Oh, ev- there Obstruction, was power plays, not yeah. every Everything second yeah. being called. Everything being called. It so, was yeah, like, and it was just power plays galore. Yeah, eight power plays per team per game. And it so was like, that, it was five, that's what led to 50 goal scorers. All these massive seasons, yeah. Chichu, Yager, Ovechkin, Kovalchuk, and Heatley. Chichu. So there you go. Chichu, I think, scored 56 that year. So... <laughs> It's Freaking Jonathan Chichu. Chichu. Yeah. Jonathan he won the Chichu. rocket. He was year. just, in the he pool, was just yeah. feasting on he, those power he, plays. He won the rocket before the rocket was inter- uh, developed or created. I don't get I'm not yeah, following well, that. The, the, rocket, the, rocket, the rocket award, the rocket trophy, the rocket Richard trophy did not exist in 0506. I don't think. This, really? What? I think is it was a fact. It, Are you sure about this that? This is news to me. Is this Let's fake news? I, I think there's no okay, way. No, he's the Let him get one. back to no, us on so that. So what? In in 1998, they didn't have the number one. They didn't have they an didn't award have, for the no. highest goal scorer. It's more recent that it came out. What a Mickey Rocket Mouse league, trophy. man! There's no way this is accurate. Like, Why are we doing shows on this this stupid league? I want to see. <laughs> let's like, not. Let's not. They might just give just it to yet. everybody. Like, yeah, I think Joe's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, maybe the Rockets. Okay, find it. No, um, maybe since '99 they've had it. Maybe as far as I'm okay, looking for now, looking and then ne- in ten minutes it'll be since '79 they've right, had it. Let's go. The trophy was officially unveiled on January of 1999. So '99 so was the first 99. year. So Chuchu won the rocket. Yes, so I didn't think it was. I thought it was an after. <laughs> All of that just to say Chichu yeah. won Chichu a rocket. did win the rocket. Hey, if I say something and the I'm chi- wrong, the I gotta Chichu correct myself. Train. Yeah, there okay. you go. Even if it interrupts Mike, yeah. that's okay. Unreal. All right, significant injury this week, or what could be significant. Tuka Rask is going to be reevaluated after the break here. Apparently, there was like could be lingering effects from his surgery. If I'm a Raskoler, I'm shooting bricks right now because that is something nobody wants to hear. Like for all we know, he's not going to play again this year. That is scary. Yeah. So hey, Jeremy, keep an eye out for Jeremy that. Swayman just did the Undertaker sit up <laughs> out of the coffin. <laughs> Basically. Oh um, yeah. Okay, let's get. Let's do it. <laughs> Highlight of the show here. Let's get into the. Third annual Mid-Season Fantasy Awards. So the way this is going to work, we got the same categories as last year, the year before. We're all going to give our picks for each of these categories. And then we're going to have some fun and we're going to use the NHL Awards and uh, project who we think is going to win those based on midseason. And if you're thinking to yourself, but it's not midseason. No, it kind of is. There's some teams that haven't even played 41 games All-star yet. break, baby. Some teams that have played 47. So it's midseason this is, enough. This is the best it's going to get based on what we got here. 
So let's get to our first category. We will start off with the biggest fantasy surprise. Do you want to? Should we go in a consistent order, or what? What do you? You guys throw think? it out there wherever you feel like going. Whatever I feel. Russian like. roulette. Right, let's, let's play roulette here. Let's start off with Anth. Biggest fantasy surprise. All right, this see fantasy surprise is perfect because we were just talking about the Undertaker sit up, right? So one guy who's doing that this season is Matt Duchesne. Okay, after. Last season, disappointing. He played 34 games. He only had 13 points. This guy was like, he was forgot about. A lot of people forgot about him, especially fantasy owners and stuff. People who picked him this year or probably picked him up off of the waiver wire has been, mm-hmm. have been rewarded with a near point per game through 42 games. He has 41 points. He has 21 goals. And uh, he's looking like a different guy out there. Yeah, I can't disagree with that at all. I like it. I'll go next. You guys knew this was coming from one of us. Nazem Kadri. Completely unexpected. 60 points in 41 games. He's third in league scoring. 31 years old. He's just one point off his career high of 61. Biggest fantasy surprise for me. I got nothing else to say. And I don't think you guys will disagree no, very nope. much. There's no No, that's pretty much that. I, not much. That's you can where say I was leaning one. towards, and then I saw Mike's pick, so I went somewhere else. Okay, where did you go? I went uh, the Rocket Richard Trophy leader right now, Chris Kreider. Uh, I think that's just an obvious. Uh, you know, he was preseason ranked 126th. He's fantasy ranked third right now, currently. He's Whoa. the third. Uh, He's having a time. That's like absolutely incredible. He was drafted like around 152. Um, that's where his average uh, draft pick was. And obviously, we already talked about him a little bit earlier in the episode. He leads the NHL in goals right now. He does everything, obviously. Hits, shoots, power play points. Like we said, half of his goals have been on the power play. He's already set a career high in goals, and he's six back of his career high in points. So Crazy, crazy. Brian. I'm going to go with a guy who's projected 233rd, but is currently 40th in our fantasy rankings, and that's uh, by the name of Tyler Bertuzzi. Ooh, so, TB56. Um, TB56. So, I, I mean, I think he's he's 20, nice. 22 Little goals, 40-plus points. Stop interrupting me. <laughs> um, you know, 100 <laughs> shots, 30-plus hits and blocks, a couple shorties, game five game winners, I think it is. I think just for the... The fact that coming into the season with all the uncertainty around him specifically with, you know, all the other stuff going on and outside of hockey stuff, you just didn't really know what you were going to get out of him. So you probably drafted him, you know, he's a good player. We probably drafted him fairly late. And while well, he turned around and has given you, you know, top couple round production right now. So I, that's that's where I went with that one. I like yep. it. I like it too. It's a good I'm start. Correct. He's number 59. 59, not 56. Uh-huh. That's um, just a yeah. not... It's not necessary. Well, I just I, <laughs> throw yourself on hey, the bus. Hey, we got to correct ourselves when we're on. Yeah, I know, you know, there's people, there's Detroit fans listening that, you know, they're like, this there's, guy's an idiot. They're still, they're still fans? They're yeah. still relevant. Oh, okay. You know, like the majority some other, they got some good teams. They got some good, uh, good teams. They got some good players on that team. They do, man. That Mo Sider is just a, a monster. Yeah, he's going to come up. Maybe, maybe we'll get to him. He might come up. Maybe we'll get to him. Larkin we'll is a stud as well. Maybe. Let's go. Let's continue. Yeah. Let's yeah. start. Yeah. Well, we got to switch the page here talking about studs. to We got to talk about duds now. 
biggest fantasy disappointment. The guys that have just drove their managers absolutely bonkers. There's a long list of that. I'll start here. There, there's guy in Vancouver, and you know it, Elias Pettersson. Absolutely terrible, terrible We've talked season. about him multiple times this season. 24 points in 46 games. I know I was expecting much more from the Canucks, but especially Pedersen. He was drafted on average 43.9. So right there, yeah, I, there's nothing more to say. It's been extremely disappointing. And at this point, like, I'm, I'm not willing to say that it's going to get any better this year. Just it's not, it's not good. I'm not giving up on him moving forward, like future, next year, year after, year after. But, but the this rest year. of the season, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, not banking on him. Brioche? I went with a guy who, if you drafted him or even kept him in keeper leagues, which you, you absolutely would have, has been a complete disappointment this year, and uh, that's Connor Hellebuck. He's uh, considered a top five goalie basically every year and he's returned uh, his fantasy owners with a 14 15 and 6 record uh 2.9 GAA which for a, a stud is awful and a 910 save percentage his last month i just saw his last month he was 1 in 5 with a 313 goals against it's that is pretty pathetic if you're if you're an owner of his because he's especially in fantasy some guys go you know one starter and then they'll they'll take like a backup of another team just to get spot starts well if he's your one starter he's lost you many weeks because he's been pretty bad yeah. so uh, he definitely should be much better and winnipeg on the whole probably should be better but they've been a disappointment as well and i'm gonna Absolutely. piggy i'm gonna piggyback right off that those jets team that jets team uh with mark shifley hop on the train buddy uh, i'm hopping hop uh, on Convoy. he was ranked he was ranked 34th in yahoo before the season He's currently 193. You know, like Awful. he's been drafted around that the 39, 40th pick on average. He has 29 points in 36 games on pace for 61 points this year. That would be his worst season since the 14-15 season, which was his second full year in the NHL. So, like he had 49 in 82 games that year. So, yeah. he, just that whole team, it's a product of the team. The team's not doing well at all. No, and... I mean, this will come up a little bit later, but I have faith that they're going to turn it around, Winnipeg. I do. I think they're way better than this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, eh, did we save the best for last? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I mean, you guys, you guys gave some definitely disappointing players, um, and funnily enough, all of our guys are in Canada. Because I'm keeping it in Canada. I, I was went thinking with, about uh, it. I go, what's the Canada train? Just I went with the uh, the biggest fantasy disappointment, and that's Cole Caulfield. 100%. Uh, coming into the season, Habs fans, you know, he was. they were saying, look out, Matthews, look out, Ovi. We have our rocket winner. It's, that wasn't right, though. <laughs> that was also it's, stupid. It's, uh, it's goal Caulfield, they were calling him. And then, you know what? That's accurate because he has one goal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> It hasn't been good, you know. I I, I can't help but laugh at all. Spent that some time in the A. A. <laughs> they that said is a so lot. Good. So good. You just and, came up uh, with that, or did you specifically do no, Caulfield that was, that was just for that? That was, on, that was on the spot. <laughs> that was good. Oh, that is so uh, good. Yeah, no, it's it's hasn't been good. It's he's definitely been the biggest disappointment. Well, a lot of guys drafted him pretty high. He was he was ranked top 100 coming into the season. He was a slam dunk. Like prior to the year, everyone was saying slam dunk Calder. Like. No questions asked, and 
you know, I think I even said I had him. Yeah. As yeah. the Calder on our preseason awards. And I'm like, looking back at that one now, like, whoa, like that one went off the rails big time. So, yeah, really good one. Yeah. yeah. I got a, I got a steak dinner on a bet that he would score 30 goals. <laughs> it was the easiest. Who was that oh, with? Oh was that God. with Lopo? Lopo. Oh, yeah. oh I thought he was going to score 30. I said, there's not a chance in hell he scores 30 goals. You know what? Uh, Habs Easy. fans, they're, they're notorious for these horrible bets. I remember I, I had a, a, a three-year bet with Lippa. It was like we had 200 bucks on the line or something. And I said to him, the next three seasons, the Leafs will finish ahead of the Habs in the standings. He's like, easiest money I've ever made. I wiped his ass with that bet. It's, you know what? <laughs> it's, like, it's a Habs fan thing because even Gratz, he, I think he makes a bet. He made a bet this year, or or I think he does it every year. Lopo always says, "I'll bet you, I'll pay for your pool if if you finish ahead of me in the standings in our in our pool." And Gratz, I think the other day, Gratz is I completely forgot that they did it. And then Gratz is like, "Honestly, I'll do that every year because he stinks, and I'll win. I'll win. I'll never pay for another fantasy season." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're yeah, probably man. pretty right." Hey. <laughs> It's it, we're taking a little bit of a dump on Habs fans here, but do you guys remember when Ryan Paling had that had that hat trick in his uh, yeah. debut, yeah. Oh, and they yeah. were actually saying, "Oh, it's arguably the uh, a better debut yeah. than Matthews," but, and and well, they're Habs fans, and I have no problem shitting on them. So, I don't well, care. it's understandable. I mean, Leaf fans and Habs fans have had the, have just going at it for years. So. Yeah, yeah but guess I, what? They're gonna just say up three one. What? That's yeah, going to be their crowd. It's like that. That like, has nothing to do with it. you and you and me. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. They, yeah but you they know what? They can say it. They can say it. Say it too. Yeah. yeah if the rules are reversed, yeah, we so. stink too. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we're in the thick of it. That's why we we mention it. Did, did you guys know that a majority of the fantasy hockey bros audience is in the U.S.? Eh? Is it? Ooh. So yeah. outside so of when we, outside when of the we fourteen these, people that we know that listen to it here, right? When we have these Canada centric conversations, they're like. Come on, guys. Come on. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. if so, hey, on. tweet at fans in the States. Tweet us in. Who do you want us to shit on? What team do you want us to shit on in the States? We'll, we'll do that, too. I don't know. Well, we know that. there's some irrelevant Arizona. sports teams in, uh, oh in the States. <laughs> yeah. Jersey shits on them. Okay. Most overrated fantasy player. Let's start with you, Joe. I'm going to stay in Canada, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to go Brock Besser. <laughs> He kind of like he was drafted around 66, 67th overall. Uh, preseason rank was 67. He's ranked 115. He's just like my face. It's for people that are watching on YouTube. It's just like very vanilla. It was just like like nothing. Like my reaction when I say Brock Besser is just like ugh, like there's nothing there. He's just like, toast, he, like bland toasts. You're just this like, season. Eh. All he's good for is shots. He shoots the puck. That's all he is. He has 24 points in 40 games on pace for 46 points. That's just be, that would just be one more point than the COVID stopped year where he had 45 points in 57 games. Okay. Now he's going to do that over an 82 game year. Yep. I can't argue that there's, he's definitely overrated. Um, let's go to you, Eth. I went to St. Louis and uh, Ryan O'Reilly. You know, O'Reilly's not a bad guy to own. He has 29 points in 40 games. It's just coming into the season, he was ranked 56, and uh, now he's 240th. And and then you got guys like Cairo and, and Tarasenko, Buchnevich, Thomas. They're all having good seasons. And then O'Reilly's just not, you know, really keeping up with them. And And not only that, he, like, peripheral stat wise that's not really there either he doesn't hit or block 
really. And he's not so, a big shooter either, is he? And he's not a big shooter. So it's like he just doesn't do too much for you. And and his name, I think, is like has more value than what he actually does. Yep. Um, I'll go next here. We spoke about him earlier in the show, so I'm not going to say too much. But my most overrated fantasy player is Tyler Sagan. I uh, was drafted 73rd overall on average. And uh, for all the reasons I mentioned before, I, I, I think he's absolutely overrated. So I won't uh, touch him again. Brian. I'm going to go with a guy. We got a guy that uh, he is overrated fantasy-wise purely for the, the reason that he's a product of his environment. And that's Matt Barzell over there in, in New York. Because, you know, when you're only scoring two goals a game, it's kind of tough to to get those six point nights like Mason Marchment because he's a stud, um, but he's <laughs> always been he's 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 got I think twenty eight points in thirty three games. So numbers like points wise, you're not like it's not like he's awful, but he's ranked two forty seventh in our league for a guy that is legitimate has the talent and capability to be a top fifty player in the league. I think personally, anyways, he just he's not able to do what I think other players in different places can because that's just not the way they play over there. And I, and I've, I've, we've, I think we've all said the same thing. We just can't wait to see this guy leave New York because then he'll, he'll actually blossom into the player. He should be maybe a hundred plus yeah. points. Right. And so New where York you draft him, you draft him every, yeah, and you draft him every year high because you think it's Matt Barzell. He's a stud player, but he, you don't, you don't get the return. He's got eight power play points this year. And yeah, I know they've played, less games than than most teams but eight power play points from your best player on the team like that's uh, it's minuscule right so i uh, he i don't think he is personally but it's because of where he plays he's definitely overrated fantasy wise yeah i agree that's a very good distinction that you made on the end he's not overrated he's overrated fantasy, fantasy player, player yeah and that's very important here as Islanders fans get upset at us. Yeah, whatever. They hate us um, anyways. I'm a Leaf fan, right? <laughs> they still boo JT uh, every time he touches the puck. Get over it. Okay, we, we, we talked about the most overrated fantasy player. Let's do the most underrated fantasy player. I'll start here. I'm not going to say I like this guy. But I like I do him. think he's underrated. That's Clayton Keller. Now, Keller has... 38 points in 45 games, which is very good. But he's only 45% owned. And the reason I'm saying that he's underrated is based on that. Like, he was pre-ranked 248. He's now 74, so he's climbed up completely. And I think just because he's on Arizona, people overlook him because he's on Arizona and they're not expecting much. But based on what he's done this year... I think he's being overlooked and underrated, and that's why I went with Clayton Keller. I love him. I have him on the team. Let's go to U.S. I went with um, Mackenzie Weger, who is coming off a good year last year. You know, he was um, way up there, defense uh, fantasy rankings and all that. Uh, not, I don't think many people thought he was going to exactly you know, do it again this year. I know our buddy Spencer did. Shout out to Spencer because... He picked him uh, fairly high in his draft. I believe it was 69th. Yes, he did. 
which is <laughs> which is fitting for Span. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah, like anyone who who took him high, I mean, if, if you managed to, even if it fell to you, he's he's rewarding these guys. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, and he's just getting it done. He's picking up some points, but across the board, the peripheral stats, he's shooting, he's doing it all, and and. I can't remember where he was a couple of weeks ago. I think he was like in the inside the top ten in in the NHL fantasy wise uh, defenseman, which is just which is just wild. And his name doesn't carry that much clout. And um, yeah, he's underrated. Hundred percent, he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Jojo, I'm gonna go with Annette. I'm gonna go to Pittsburgh. Uh, Tristan Jari. I think you know coming off a bad playoff. Last season, he was ranked 188 going into the pre, going into the season, going into this season. He's now 35th ranked overall, not just goalies. He's 35th. He's two off most wins in the NHL. He's faced the fourth most shots. He's fourth in GAA with among goalies with 20 plus games played, sixth in save percentage, and he's played the second most minutes. So you know you're going to get action from him, and with all those numbers. He's doing that playing the second most minutes in the NHL among goalies. So I think, like, yeah. given everything that Pittsburgh has gone through with their injuries and their players missing time and whatnot, to have those numbers, I think he's not getting any kind of love on the goalie front. Yeah, I agree. You might have just made a case for the, the Vesna for him, Joe. A little bit, a little bit. That was, yeah. that was the diatribe. That's what he did it for. We'll get there. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I agree. Jari is absolutely underrated. Brian, you're up. I'm going to go with our favorite country music star, Jonathan Tanner Miller. <laughs> he he we talked about him, we've talked about him before several times. And I think people just truly don't appreciate or understand how good he is in fantasy. He is currently 11th ranked. He's a top 10 fantasy player right now this season for for us like in our league. And that's you just don't synonymize him with being that good in terms of fantasy but synonymous yeah i i have a wide lexicon buddy um, <laughs> lexicon <laughs> he he hits yeah, that needs a, a check a word yeah check. i don't know synonymize is correct Syno- i'm not sure synonymous i said it, no but you continue yeah don't worry about it anyways <laughs> 100 plus shots let's go let's hear it on twitter (laughs) he hits a ton probably he hits hard and he hits so much because he hates playing in vancouver and he's just pissed off all the time when he's on the ice 20 uh, 20 power play points he's a stud he does it all and he's also a candidate for a guy who might not finish the year there or not whatnot so you might even get another bump from him playing in on a better team but um yeah he does it all and he was great last year as well and he's really come on since that really breakout year he had with the Rangers. And, um, yeah, the Jonathan Tanner. And I just personally just like saying his name now. So yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's get through these a, a little quicker now. We got a handful of more, and then we got the NHL awards. So let's fly through these. Next, best fantasy breakout. So typically young players you're going to hear about here. Uh, let's start with you, Joe. Who's your best fantasy breakout? I'm going to Detroit, Mo Sider. It's a bit of a Detroit episode today. Yeah, yeah I know, eh? Uh, he was preseason ranked 337th and a rookie. He was selected average 164th. He's now 48th, 7th best defenseman in fantasy. And for a rookie defenseman, he's doing it all. And he's 5th in rookie scoring as well. So he's putting up points. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I went Timo Meyer. He's having a massive season. 
we saw that uh, that big five goal game like a week ago or whatever it was. He we saw a flash back in 1819, 66 points in 78 games. Uh, and then he's just been kind of okay since. But this year, 47 points in 41 games. He's looking like a stud. It's a breakout year. Yeah, absolutely. He's like the guy on San Jose now, and he's killing it. Speaking of San Jose, quickly, quick interlude here. Marlowe hasn't retired, has he? No. Why is he not on Team Canada? Because he's 72 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure he's better than some of the guys there. Like, come he, on. He can soak up some fourth line. I was shocked. Like, I'm well, so his, surprised. Uh, his Ironman streak is still active, considering that he hasn't yeah. retired. I think because he wants to join a play, like, just maybe win a cup or something. Like, just get dissolved and to just sign a little. No deal one's or picking something. him up at the deadline or uh, before the deadline. But go to the Olympics. That, that's interesting. I wonder if he declined or what happened there. Probably just doesn't care. Maybe. Brian, who do you got? Best fantasy breakout. Don't need to go into too much length with this guy because we've talked about him numerous times. It's my my good friend, Troy Troy Terry. Um, <laughs> good friend. So, good friend. Friend of the show. Doesn't know it, but he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he's great. He's, he's He can be a breakout. He can be a surprise, whatever you want. He's there. And uh, that team's with Zegris, him. There's a bunch of young players that are that are good. And, and I, that's where I went with that. Good. Okay, last I will go with the NHL's fastest skater, Jordan Cairo. Ooh. 42 points in 40 games, all while averaging just over 16 minutes of ice time. Frigging incredible. Full-fledged breakout. I said it on a previous episode, he could be a superstar. And uh, we're just seeing the birth, birth of it. Okay, our last fantasy award. This will be a good one. Get your pen and paper out for this. Second half comeback candidate. A.K.A. trade target yes. 101. Yeah. And let's go to Eth for this one to start. This might be a little bit cheap on my part, but <laughs> fantasy-wise, this guy's done absolutely nothing for a while now. It's Jack Eichel, who, uh, who could be back in the next uh, two, three weeks, and he's going to a pretty studded Vegas team, and... He might do some big things. So, you know, if you got zero points in the first half, second half, you know, you go off. That's pretty good coming. <laughs> Only up so. from there. Only up from there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Brian. I'm going to go with your buddy, Mike. Uh, yes. Robin Leonard, who's already started to turn around. Last couple of weeks, he's 3-1 and one with an, a, a below 1.5 GAA. So he's starting to play a little bit better. And he's, and he's a guy that we all expected to be better. But I think... First year with him being the number one go-to every game, I think he's had to take a little adjustment to that, but he's starting to turn it around. Um, he's a guy that you either held on to or if you traded, you're going to regret it because he's definitely turning it around. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, those tie into each other because if Michael comes back and they start rolling, mm-hmm. it's big. Yeah. Um, Joe, who do you got? I'm going to Arizona, sort of, because I think he'll <laughs> be moved. Uh, Jacob Chikrin. Uh, you know, he was coming off a career year last year with 56 and 41. He's on pace for just 21 this season, but he's expected to be traded. He was, you know, he was ranked preseason at 86th. He's 440th right now. He, there's a ton more for this guy going forward, especially when he gets traded, not if. He's getting the short end of the stick in Arizona big oh time this God. season. Like, he's getting totally railroaded there. So look for him to be moved and rekindle his uh, career year from last year. Yeah. 
I sent out a tweet about I think Arizona had a power play in overtime and, and yeah yeah he wasn't yeah, even and on I'm the pretty ice, yeah. sure yeah like, I, I, you got a little likey from somebody from his dad right a little likey likey <laughs> a little likey I think he might have retweeted it Joe oh was did he retweet he yeah, might have retweeted Jeff, you're right Jeff, Jeff Chikrin yeah Ooh, I saw that we got we actually have people listening in Arizona. The, I don't know if that's his true, like if that's the real account, real real father tweeting that. Yeah. But uh, he's Boca Raton, Florida, is where the thing the the bio yeah. says. If he's it's listening a, right now, we are fans of your son, and yeah. just he Jeff, needs to be out wanna, of there to flourish. If you want to come on and then talk about this a little bit, yeah, you know, we'll give you some feel free. Time. You got to feel free, Jeff. Yeah, hey, for sure. If there's one guy who's going to be pissed off about what's going on with uh, with Jacob Chicken, it's it's probably Pops. You know, yeah, that's true. I'd be pissed off as well. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And uh, lastly, my second half comeback candidate. I mentioned it a little bit before. I think Connor Hellebuck. I think uh, Winnipeg is going to turn around. I think he is too good to be doing this poorly. So I like Hellebuck as my second half comeback candidate. Okay, let's fly Good job, through. boys. We can yeah. fly through. Yeah, that was, that was well done, guys. All, all really prepared, not last second at all <laughs> by anyone on this show. Hey, you never really know. really well done. Jack you Eichel, let's throw him in there as that pick. You Just a know. terrible pick. <laughs> okay, let's get to these quick. So let's go to our NHL award predictions. We will revisit these and probably the fantasy awards. We'll revisit them at the end of the season on one of our final pods of the season. So... Hold up, we're gonna put some polls out there. I think we usually do that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah we'll put oh, some yeah. polls with these ones. Yeah, yeah we'll for pull sure. it. We'll pull them for both. Pull it with the audience. We'll do. Yeah, we'll do all kinds this week. A lot of content. Okay, NHL awards. We'll start with the Calder. Let's go around the table quickly. Joe, who do you got? I got Trevor's Egress. I think it's just his flashiness is gonna totally gonna get him. Win him the, yeah. yeah, like he's second in points, second in goal. So the stats are there. It's not even that. I think it just sets him apart for like. Raymond or Sider or Bunting or whoever else is in that top five. The flash, the flash, yeah. dash. the flash his factor. Goal yeah. His the goal in the All Star game, that? Like, insane. Yeah. Oh plus, plus an homage to dodgeball, which he won right off the bat, right there. But I, I do that blindfolded I have, and st- yeah, like, I oh. have, um, I have him as well as my rookie, and I think this could be one of those one of the years where I, I don't remember the last time it happened where maybe the guy who has the most points doesn't actually win. The rookie of the year, Calder, because it. I mean, technically, I guess most points. You, you, you but it. Like Joe said, he's, he's only just three an electric. Off, so yeah, he's only three off. He could. He could end up winning. But even if he's, you know, five six off at the end of the year, he's just an electric player that, like, he's already he's got the, the status of people like pay to go watch because he might just do something wild, and I yeah. think that takes you know, precedent over maybe a few more points. Does he's already right? done it twice in the season so yeah, far I, with the Ducks. Yeah. You know. I agree that the, the leader in points won't get the Calder. And that's because what a defenseman can do in his rookie year. I know. Yeah. It's it's going to be weighted more than what a forward can do. And that's why I got Mo Sider as my Calder winner. I think what he's doing in year one and the balls that he has on him for a rookie. He's just think, going after everybody. I think it's coming down to those two. I think Mo. so. Too. And his name is Mo. Too. Come on. Can't not like Yeah, yeah. Like Joe Joe and Bra, you guys make a good point with, with Zegris. He's got the flash. That all-star trick breakaway was just that goal yeah. was an absolute boner inducer. It was it was insane. The thing, the, the thing <laughs> but, is too, I know sorry, Mike, I know you're uh, interrupting your pick, but like to, to yeah, Zegris, it's, it's obviously yeah. 
I, yeah, but you guys have the same. You guys are have the you same blindfolded? Thing. Yeah, no, I'm just deaf. Uh, He's just tired. What, He's not the, really uh, there. What what that that goal Zegras did? Like, I think he's a player. Obviously, without the blindfold, he would pull that off in a shootout. Do like, it. He would try it. Oh, but yeah. and and it, why wouldn't you though? Like the goalie had he was on literal skates, but he was also figuratively just had no idea what he was doing. He's like, I don't know where this guy's going, what he's doing. So it's like, do that in the real, and I think he has the balls to do it in, in a real game. That would yeah. love to see that. But I would love uh, it. I'll, I'll finish my pick. John Tortorella would, would absolutely, he's doing it again. his head would explode. <laughs> Jeez, right. Come on. I'm to finish my pick here. I'm just getting absolutely cut. Uh, I, I'm going with Mike. Despite like I love I love Zegers. I think he could win it. But but Cider defensemen don't do this this early. Like it's yeah. a special breed of defenseman that can play like this in their rookie season. So I'm giving it to Cider. Yeah. Okay, let's stick with defensemen. We'll do the Norris. I'll go first because I'm the only one that's different here. I'm gonna go with Aaron Ekblad. I just think what he brings to Florida. Like he he I think he's just an incredible. I think it's time for him to get his accolades. Been in the league long enough now. It's 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 his time. So I got Ekblad, but um you guys all you guys all have the same player here. Joe, I'll let you start. Yeah, we have uh, uh if we all have the same, we all have Makar. So yeah. I think just like what he's doing this year offensively, I know it's a defenseman award, but still he's the offense is part of you know, creates the it creates offense from the back. He's he's a point per game among defensemen, that's the best. He's over a point per game. Sorry, he's the best point per game. Three points off the lead. Now, get this. Like, when you give an award to someone, he has to be something special. Okay? He's on pace for 35 goals this year. Nutty. When do you think the last time a defenseman scored over 35 goals in a season? I don't know. Did Mike Green Green do it? No. The last time a defenseman scored 35 or more... 1985-86 1985-86 season with Sweet. Paul Coffey scoring 48. Holy shit. Okay. So 40 shit, years. <laughs> so if Paul he Coffey. reaches, I know he's on. Something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, like, just show, I, I, that just proves like, what I kind understand of company, like, craziness. It's on pace. But if he hits 35 goals, that'll be the first time since 85-86 someone has scored 35 or more goals. Almost 40 years. It's amazing. Like, yeah, that is nice. absolutely crazy. Like, for example, that's Paul awesome. Coffey that year had 138 points. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. not yeah. doing yeah. that. <laughs> no. All right. Anth, Brian, I'm not even going to let you talk here. No. You guys. Yeah, Joe, that was my... Joe, Joe's yeah, he, got it. He, he killed it for us. Um, okay. The Hart Trophy. I'll start here again. You know, I think right now at this point, picking we should the, save Hart the Hart Trophy... For, we should save the Hart for last. Okay. Good. Let's save Just the Hart Save Trophy. it for last. Okay. Bezna. I got UC Soros. I think if, like, just speaking of heart, goalies don't win the heart often. I know we saw it with Price, but, like, it doesn't happen. And He's I up think there if, for- <laughs> if a goalie had to win the heart, I think UC Soros is that goalie because I think he means yeah, he does, yeah. like, so much to that Nashville team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why I got Soros as my Vesna. Eth, who's your Vesna? I went with Freddie Anderson. This is this was a tough one to call right now. I think there's a few guys you're you're looking between right now, and I and I think we got them all listed off here between our picks. But uh, Anderson's having a hell of a season. He's got an insanely good record. He is 
second in goals against average. I think only Huso has a better goals against average, but Huso's not even the starter, right? So, yeah, no, he's yeah. So like really among starters, Anderson's there. Yeah, his save percentage is also top three. It could easily be him, and he's he's been amazing behind that Carolina team. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Freddie Anderson wins the best now. <laughs> um, Joe uh, Brian, who do you got? Uh, I mean, Joe, you want me to take this one we, for us? We or? got the same one, so we can go back and we forth got the same on this one. one. I know, Joe. Sorry, I know this is your boy, and you, you're your number one fan over here. But go for it, uh, Igor Igor uh, Shosturkin. I mean, the guy, twenty-two five and two, two ten GAA, nine thirty-seven save percentage. Saros, I agree with you, Mike. He like he he probably would because he means everything to that team. But Shosturkin's just been a monster this oh, yeah. year, and I, I don't think, and I don't think he's. All these goalies are honestly great picks, but Shuster, I don't see a down like where he's going to go take three weeks and lose four games in a row type thing. Like he's he's lost seven games all year. Like it's he's right it's, there it's with pretty, both it's Saros and Anderson. Yeah. Like uh, for numbers wise, numbers and, wise, and, and stats, so. and even like he's he's allowed the least amount of goals this year in the NHL with mm-hmm. among goalies that are twenty five or more games played and. Right. He's tied for first with Anderson and Sorokin. So that just goes to show you that Anderson's right there. It's, Saros is right it's gonna there. Gonna really? down, it's going to come down. It's going to come down to like three, maybe two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, one of us might have had Campbell in this. Yep. But he had a bad stretch and he's out. It, you know, it might happen with one of these guys and then someone else comes in. Like it's going to literally come down to what you did at the end of the season because there's going to be three, four, five guys that could win this award. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, quick one here. Jack Adams, coach of the year. I have Dean Evason. Brian, you have Dean Evason. Yeah. Just what he's doing with Minnesota is amazing. He's t- turned that team around. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to he's gonna get coach of the year. And you do see the coach of the year sometimes going to, like, that team that no one thought of. Yeah, exactly. So, like, mm-hmm. and Minnesota is up there, like, especially in that central division. I think when we did our preseason standings, like, we had them out of the playoffs right i think consensus was so like for them to do what they're doing good on you evison and and the wild uh for me and i i I think anth uh might have the same one yep uh we're going to pittsburgh mike sullivan i just they have the eighth best point percentage in the nhl as a team and the players just i'm gonna ring off some numbers rust 22 games crosby 12 Gensel, 6, Malkin, 34. Those guys missed all those games, amount of games. So to do what they're doing this season without those players and those lineups for those amount of games is ridiculous, and that goes to coaching. Uh, and I think Sullivan. Yeah, that's, that's where I was going to go. So many guys have been out. And, and Pittsburgh is just year in, year out. You know, he he has turned them into such winners there, right? Like they... They're so used to winning. No matter who's in the lineup, they have this influx of players in and out every season. You know, guys that are just gone, got new guys that come in on the cheap and stuff, and they're just constantly up there in the standings. They got they're they're twenty seven, eleven, and eight. You know, in the mix for the Metro title. It's 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 coaching. It's a large part. Okay, fun one here. The Rocket, the current goal scoring leader. We spoke about it. Is Chris Kreider. Second place is Drysital. And none of us have either of them. So I'll nope. start. I went with Austin Matthews. Uh, simply put, I just I think he's the best goal scorer in the league. That's not biased. That's not anything. I just think he is. And uh, I think he's going to eventually have the most goals this year. So I went with Matthews. Anth, Bry. Sorry, Anth and Joe, you guys agree with me? We're all on the same page. Yep. 
guys are all looking over the greatest goal scorer of all time once again. <laughs> yeah, Brian. And I will happily ride that train because my boy Ovi has been my boy for a long time. And uh, there's a few he's right there. There's a few less games to do it in than a few than less games. Austin. But you know what? He's just as likely to score four one night. He just can do it. So, yeah, I, I have Ovechkin. Uh, if you couldn't tell by that, but uh, yeah, he's um, he's he's right there. It's going to be tight this year. There's three, four, five guys that can maybe win it, but he's just Matthews can go off for ten game stretch and and score. You know, twelve goals. Ovi can do fifteen. You know, like it's he's right there. No, so. Ovi could do twelve in three games. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, there, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and and it's been whatever, however many years, and they still don't know how to stop him on the power play. So there's that mm-hmm. too. But uh, yeah, I, I took I took Ovi just because he's is perennially always there in the conversation. Yep, I can't argue with that. Quickly, wait, quick. Let's just th- quickly throw out the runner up. Who we all have as the runner up? One name. Just say the name. I got Dreisaitl finishing right behind Matthews. Yeah, I got Dreisaitl well, I, as well. I have, Ma- I have Matthews finishing <laughs> right say, behind Ovi and Mike. Yeah, oh, It's sick that we, neither of us have, have Ovi. Kreider. Yeah, I'm going to say Dry. You guys are all looking fast. So we're, all, we're all thinking Kreider's going to fall a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's okay. But you know what's fun? It's like we don't really have the races in the standings, but these awards, we, we got some races. Yeah, we do. Individual uh, honors are going to be We see the same race. thing with... Uh, with the heart, but that's my MVP. But the most points, like we don't uh, like right now, Huberto's leading, and um, yeah, Art Ross, yeah, yeah, the Art Ross. Remember when McDavid was going to score 180 this oh. year? We really wow. should have done. That was, that was we really was... should put Art Ross here. I guess we didn't never had it because it was always like McDavid lock. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. Do, do we that all this think? Year. Do we all think McDavid's going to win the Art Ross? I don't think so. I do oh, for man. sure. I I, for I would sure. still give it to him. Yeah. He, I think I think Kadri's gonna do it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what kind of odds are you getting right now? Like David's winning it. Can you imagine hey, doing Kadri at the beginning the money, of the man. year <laughs> on winning yeah. the Ross? Oh my gosh. Left. Never mind. Would have kicked me off the show. Would be on the books. Who Who would have thought that this deep into the season, Nick David and Kadri have the same amount of points? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's a good segue in because we 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 got our heart left. This was tough. It, the MVP. It, it, it was. was this was so tough. I, like I've never. Uh, this is like the first time. Like it's been really this up in the air. But because it's been really close, I think the ties got to go to the best player in the world, and that's why I went with McDavid for the heart. I think he's going to win the Art Ross. I think Emmett's going to get into the playoffs, and I think McDavid's going to win the heart. So, I'm. Uh, that's that's where I'm going. Eth. I went with uh, Jonathan Huberto, who's leading the league in points right now, like we said. And and yeah, Florida's got a lot of great players. They score 16 goals a game. But Huberto has 20 more points than second place on the team, which is Sam Reinhardt yeah, with 44. Yeah, which is pretty nuts. Right? Yeah. And yeah. that's the sort of thing that, you know, yeah. when if Florida goes and wins the Atlantic Division, it's the sort of thing they look at. Like, this guy just blew the rest of his teammates away in points. Uh, and at Edmonton, like... McDavid and Dreisaitl sort of cancel out, right? So I think Huberto is going to end up... I think it's fatigue up... for McDavid, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, like, Brian, you, ready, got, you have Huberto as well, so yeah, I'll let you piggyback. I have Huberto, too, yeah. And and I think, like, to add to it, it's it's not that Huberto all of a sudden is just having this breakout here. Huberto has been an incredible player his whole career. It's just Florida's finally putting it together where they're having an incredible season, and he's the one leading the charge like like you said he's 20 points above the next guy on the team like if that doesn't give you a conversation for mvp i don't know what does yeah. at this point 
Okay. I'll get the I, lube because Joe's going now. No, <laughs> you know what? I, I had a tough decision with this one, so that I'm going off of what he can do in the rocket and what he's on pace for. If Matthews, I have Matthews winning the heart. Oh, here we go. And I think I did this two years ago. I think it was the COVID shortened year. If he breaks 60, he's on pace for 59. If he breaks 60, it'll be the third player since 99 to get 60 goals in a season. And in years past, our knock against them was what? Points. Remember how we always used to talk about how many more goals does he have to have than uh, from McDavid to offset the point total? Yeah. Well, guess what? He has the points this year too. He's top 10 in the league in points per game. So if he reaches that 60 mark or close to and wins the Rocket, he has the points to back him up this year. The Leafs are going to the playoffs, so that's not going to be an issue. And he can pass the century mark for the first time in his career. So I think a combination of everything, I think he gets the nod. Okay, okay. Your points are well taken. We'll see. We'll revisit this, like I said, at the end of the year. We'll get to the week ahead here, but Brian, did you have you had, you had a little segment? You want to push it? What do you want to do? I did, I did. It's a little back by popular demand, <laughs> and the demand was me saying it's time to do another one. I, we did this a little, a little while ago. It's a little Brian's dating corner here. <laughs> Where basically I I find. I, I, I'm on, you know, a certain app, and I make funny responses, and I see if people respond to them. Oh, right? yes. So I'm just gonna, I have a couple, so I'm just gonna run, run them down here. So, uh, one is this uh, lovely lady by the name of Nicole, who's wearing this white and blue sequenced dress, and I said, "You look like a bottle of Class Azul, which is the one with the <laughs> bell on top." Of course, no response there. Um, this one is good. I don't know. You guys can't really see, but if you see oh, yeah. this girl's hair, yes, yeah. I said she basically has hair up, and for those listening, hair up in like a, a a tie, and then it's separated left and right. I said, you got that Chris Jericho WWF debut <laughs> hair going. Um, <laughs> like no response. No response there. Yeah, but it's funny. I, I do it. I do it for people. Chris um, Jericho WWF. You don't expect a response. <laughs> If she responded, I might have to just bend the knee and marry her right there at that point. Oh, um, this one wasn't a response, but this this person said their best travel story was, I went to Bangkok for four days and came back home. Riveting stuff. Absolutely a riveting tale of her travel story. So I had to throw that one in there. Um, this girl's name was Sima. So, of course, I went responded with Sim Sima, who got the keys to my Vima. <laughs> No, no, no response to that, that one as good. well. Uh, one girl's name was Mercedes, and her her uh, her comment was, "Don't you don't make a Benz joke." So first round oh. is on her if you don't make a Benz joke. So my response was, "I I once met a dancer whose name was Mercedes, but she drove a Lexus." So go figure. And she actually responded to this one, saying, uh, "I promise I wasn't that dancer, but I did trade my Lexus for a Porsche." So obviously the tips for the <laughs> dances have been going well. <laughs> This is uh, this is funny because it's a local one. You know, Pizza Nova. You know, you know the the guy who comes on. Ciao, I'm um, whatever. Yeah. So this girl's 
thing was uh, saying hi in as many languages I know, and she said ciao. So I said, I'm Dominic Promotion. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> no she, way. No, resp- no, no of response. Not. But I think that's pretty, pretty Did good. Did you say your funny. number was 439 Pizza Nova? I should have. I should have. That might have actually done it. But uh, one was, you should not go out with me if you're not a gentleman. The problem was she spelt your Y-O-U-R when it should have been U-R. So I go, I am a gentleman, but only to the ones who can use your properly. So didn't get a response there. That one was a shot. (laughs) That was a shot. And then the the one that that takes the cake and that'll summarize this whole thing perfectly is, this girl's simple pleasures was popcorn and listening to a good podcast. And I said, make a bowl and cozy up to the boys at the fantasy hockey program. There you go. So there you go. Love it. Uh, did not get a response, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, the name is out that's there. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So I just you know thought that was a little that was a couple good. minutes of some fun. <laughs> so there you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's get into the week ahead. So. Um, the week ahead was supposed to be the All Star or the Olympic break, so some teams play a lot, some teams don't play at all. Uh, Florida, LA Rangers, San Jose have zero games this week. Uh, one game from Anaheim, but the heavy games: Ottawa five times, Carolina, Montreal, Jersey four times. So I'm looking at pickups from from uh, from those from those teams. Heavy nights. Maybe Saturday's the heaviest with eight games, but again, it's a lighter week because it was supposed to be an off week. So here are some players that I'd like, and we're going to start with the Sens. They have a five-game week. Right off the bat, I'm looking for a Sen. And, um, you know, injuries to Batherson and Norris have given some other players increased opportunities. One of those players is Alex Formanton. He's 6% owned. He's playing in the top six role, 16 points in his last 20 games. Formington's a guy to look at. Then there's Connor Brown. He's going to be returning from a broken jaw. Ottawa plays Monday. He's 7% owned, has 19 points in 26 games. He will likely push Ennis out of the top six, who is also a decent option, but he might have a lesser role with the return of Brown. Actually, fun stat on Brown. He hasn't gone more than a single game without recording a point after the first two games of the season. He started off 0-0, and then since then he doesn't have like a zero-point game for two consecutive games, which is pretty good. Um, But then sticking with Ottawa, Stutzel's 39% owned. He's playing a lot more confident lately, and he's uh, top everything. So he might not be available, but if he is, Timmy Stew. Um, For early week pickups, I like Jarvis, 4% owned, and Sharon Govich, 6% owned. Both Carolina and Jersey play on Monday and Tuesday. Both players are on the top line. Then for midweek, I like Blake Coleman, 29% owned. Very, very good source of hits, shots, blocks. He's playing in the top six right now. He's coming off a three-point game. He actually has 11 of his 18 points this season in the past 13 games. So he's hot right now. So Coleman, I like and then lastly, for the weekend, I'll take a Montreal Canadian. They play Saturday and Sunday, both games at home, Columbus and Buffalo. So Whew. should be some goals there. I'll take Hoffman at 15%, Anderson at 15%, or the newly returned Brendan Gallagher at 28%. And finally, goaltending this week. I would think that 
even though he's at the All-Star game, Frederick Anderson's going to start against the Leafs on Monday. So assuming that happens, Ranta will probably get the start Tuesday against Ottawa. Both teams coming up back-to-back. I'll take Carolina against Ottawa any day. So Ranta might be a good spot start on the Tuesday. They got to put him in a bubble, though, for Monday and Tuesday, right? Just before, so he can, get, so he can actually start on Tuesday? So he can yeah, yeah. make sure he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Battle of the bargains. <laughs> Let's go. So we have two weeks of data to report here. I won with Hoffman two weeks ago. The short week, we just played us. And Anth won with bunting. Yeah, baby. Had a goal and assist. So the current standings are Joe with six, Anth with three, Brian with three, and myself with two. So I will start off this week, and I will go with Connor Brown. 7% owned. Shit. Um, it is Brian. Anth, you're up, buddy. You're not ready here, or? No, I'm just I'm just looking. I'll uh I'll stick with Ottawa. I'll go with uh Formington. Nice, nice, nice. Just they they play uh they play five, so who'd you take, Mike? Connor Brown? Yes, sir. Giuseppe. That's a good what? pick. Hey, Brian, you ready or gonna go? I can go I'm gonna go with uh Tyler Ennis. <laughs> okay, good. Wow, a trio Very of well. sends. Well, five, five games. games is pretty, I, I mean, you know. And they Joe's going to win though. with a guy who plays one game or something. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with the Devils. I think they play four, if I'm not mistaken. Go Devils! Uh, I'm going to go Mercer. Dawson. I'm going to go Dawson right. Mercer. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> uh, that's it for us. Been a long one. Thanks for sticking with it. Hey, these special ones, you got to go a little longer, you know. Wow, these it's an award season show. award show, you got to you got to give it an hour time. and 20. Jesus, I checked <laughs> out like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Should have dressed up. Yeah, we could tell. <laughs> okay, hockey's back. We're pumped. I uh, hope you enjoyed the break and uh, again, thanks for all your support. We'll be back next week. Until then, good luck in your pools and we will talk then. Take care, guys. Good luck, guys. Take care. Ciao. Buonanotte. Promoci. Ha, <laughs> ha,